podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. We are the flagship show of the 10-12 Network and partners with Sports Drink, your water cooler for sports and not sports, a fantastic podcast network in their own right. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Thursday means that we are making picks with my two good friends. It is just the three amigos back together again. Of course... The LGGOG himself, Chris Ross. Let's get it. Starting to build a win streak with the worst record of all time to ever have a win streak. I don't even think it's 500, but whatever. We'll get there. We'll get there. And our pro picker himself, Daniel Alexander. Thank you so much for having me. Excited uh, for a little home stretch, Big 12 action here. I love it. I need a winning week of college football because uh, uh, college basketball is, you know, open this week and... My uh, first twenty bets or so have have got me in the poorhouse. So so let's lead let's lead the show there. Let's start there because obviously college basketball is underway. Uh, Daniel, as you have said many times, this is where you you make your bread. Uh, we're gonna have you talk more betting stuff, basketball related, um, after the new year when we get into conference play. But I'm sorry you had a rough. I'm sorry you had a rough opening day. I'm just. What is like? What's kind of your your philosophy as far as why college basketball over others? Um, a I, I'm just I'm just drawn to it. There's so many historical spots. There are there's still an edge to be found, and I think a lot of betters will tell you this. There's so much ground for sports books to cover. There's so much news. There's so much going on. There's so many you know uh, late scratches, teams that hate traveling. You know, just there, there's news out there. There's information that is actionable that can help a better win. Now, I mean, it takes a lot of work, but uh, but I think if someone you, you know if a better was going to pick one sport to focus on, I mean, maybe try to try try to win. You know, because it's hard. Uh, I think college basketball is a great place to start. You know, uh, what do I mean by I, I got my butt kicked? Let's see. My first nine totals that I bet, the line went my way. So I got CLV, closing line value, on nine. And some of them, like, the, the line moved six, seven, eight points in my favor. It's like I'm sitting pretty. I went one, seven, and one in those nine bets where I absolutely crushed the line. And, I mean, it happens. That's You know, nine bets is nothing in, in a season of college basketball. But it really hurts when it's like – you feel great. You got a beat on the line. You read it right. And then, and a couple of them were bad beats. Three of them were like, ugh, last shot, losing it. It's like, come on. One was your boys, West Virginia. Oh, that total was brutal. 48 point first half, 86 point second half to go over by one. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's like, guys, what is going on here? Anyway, so, uh, anyway, college basketball, so much ground for a book to cover that, uh, you know, someone who does the work, they can find edges day in and day out. So I, I love it. I love the grind. One bad day, whatever. You know, I like to joke. I'm in the poor house, but, but just how, stick with it through a season. How do you find an edge week one when you, it's a sport where one or two players can change everything? 
uh, about a season and you have incoming freshmen that can have immediate impacts. How do you find that, that edge in week one? I mean, I feel like college football week one, week two, even week like three and four can be dicey because we still don't know a lot about these teams. So to jump in with a bunch of bets in college basketball where it's a sport where anything can happen and players can have big impacts right away and you don't know much about them. How do you find that edge? Um, you know, admittedly, I, I'm not looking at a lot of sides in those, you know, first two or three games. It's a lot of totals. I'm looking for just things that I think are mispriced, neutral courts, uh, pace that coaches take, um, you know, just just certain matchups, how, how two coaches uh, approach that. You know, yeah, uh, that makes you know, a lot of sense. yeah. How how do teams how do teams perform where they're getting blown out in the second half? Stuff like that, you know. And so there, there's there's angles to find. But yeah, I mean, you make a great point. I stay away from a lot of sides because because I don't know. Right to answer your question, I don't know. You know, should should a team be plus ten or plus fourteen? Hey, game one out of conference game or like you know you got some giant favorite versus some smaller school. I don't know the answer. So I'll stay away from those situations. But uh, let's see, Cornell and Boston College is an example, opening night. Boston College, big seven-foot center out. And, you know, I know know that uh, a lot of the defense, I think, goes through him, is predicated on him. So it's like, Cornell getting plus 12, that's a live team. You grab 12 where you can, I think it closes at eight and a half or eight. So that's just a small example of there's actual information out there. It's like, man, BC's defensive anchor is going to be out in a non-conference game and the other team is scrappy. 12 is a lot of points. And what happened? Boston College won by two or three or something, Cornell cover. So that was one of my few small wins opening night. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll have a basketball pod here once conference starts up. So I don't want to. Yeah, I could talk all night on this topic. I mean, no, I think it's I think it's appropriate to talk basketball now after that Houston game. So (laughs) yeah, that was a bass. That was an NBA basketball score, that that final there, SMU Houston, for sure. Yeah, that was wild. Uh yeah, that was uh that was something. Absolutely something. Houston fans like, okay. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing our basketball team is is, appropriate. Houston is the new Houston's the new can well not Kansas but you know what I mean they've moved on to basketball season and for good reason Texas Tech Kelvin Sampson squad quite no even not even Texas Tech Houston Tech score most points but still squad is uh, it's quite good that was the most even Cliff Kingsbury was like oof that's a all right, that's the, about the third time I made that joke I'll quit making that joke okay a couple other things we need to get to uh, today before we start talking about picks obviously. Big 12 media deal. We know that it's done. Information kind of continues to come out about the contract and the contract in relation to potential expansion. Obviously, the Brett Yarmark has been very vocal uh, in his desire for the conference to grow out west and be able to deliver games in that fourth time window. Right. Uh, so Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports had some interesting information in an article that came out on Tuesday. It says Big 12 partner ESPN has agreed to play to pay the pro rata equal revenue to existing teams should the Big 12 add members. Uh, this has been reported by a couple of different people now as well, CBS Sports. Meanwhile, Fox has not made such an agreement. And we talked about this last Thursday. Uh, who's Marchand uh, of, uh, of the New York Post had kind of mentioned this. ESPN, of course, owns 63% of the value of the $2.3 billion contract. It begins in 2025. It gets the most best picks uh, 
Fox owns the remaining 37% and receives 26 games per season. If the Big 12 expands, the new teams would only would get 63% of pro rata revenue, approximately $20 million from ESPN. Now, should Fox not approve of expansion, the Big 12 would retain the right to shop those added games to other media partners. Obviously, they would uh, they would be lower, probably um, less enticing games because they would come after Fox and made its picks for the season. Uh, and if my math is correct, that's really only 11 games because uh, if you bring in, let's say, the four mountain schools, adding them, let's see, that's four times three in non-conference is 12. And then that wouldn't be four times nine for conference games. It'd actually only be nine times to 18. I think that's 30 extra games in a, in a season. Uh, and if, uh, if ESPN gets, what, 63% of those, I think it's like 19 of 30. So that's 11 games. So basically what I take away from this is two things. Uh, Fox did not agree to the pro rata, but that does not mean that if the Big 12 expanded, that Fox would not agree to purchase though that inventory as well. It just means it's not built into the contract. They would have to go in and negotiate that. Fox would have the option to get those extra games. And if not, then you would be able to go and shop those out to some other entity that might want them. So interesting piece of information. Uh, obviously, expansion, we just we don't know. Uh, the Pac-12 is, of course, still shopping its stuff. It's sounding like it might be ESPN and some sort of streaming service, maybe Amazon. I'm not as dead set on the idea that it might be Amazon. I think it's, I think Amazon will want a piece of the expanded college football playoff. I'm not dead set that they're just in love with the idea of a bunch of Pac-12 games, but we shall see as that continues. Big 12 sitting in a good spot. I think the uh, latest college football playoff rankings came out. TCU at number four. Uh, Texas and Kansas State both ranked, uh, I think, 18th and 19th, if I recall correctly. Good to see TCU in that spot. That's about as much as we need to talk about it. That's where they should be. Uh, I think they're in a good position. If they can find a way to win out, they are going to have to win out, I think, if they're going to make it to the playoff. That means a 12 in a regular season and a Big 12 championship game. Obviously a big one this coming Saturday against Texas that we will talk about here in a few minutes. Uh, in the meantime, we've got to recap last week. Chris, congratulations. You won for the third week in a row. Yeah, well, let's see. You you and me tied yeah, I think so. Uh, a few weeks back. So basically, you've had you you have won one, two, three, four weeks in a row. Congratulations, sir! The six and four week, very well done. Hit on TCU minus nine versus Texas Tech. Hit on Baylor plus three and a half versus Oklahoma. Hit on Iowa State minus seven versus West Virginia. Hit on Kansas plus one and a half versus Oklahoma State. Hit on SMU minus three, or sorry, yeah, uh, versus Houston. Uh, hit on Texas minus two and a half versus Kansas State. Missed on the under 58 and a half in UCF Memphis. Missed on the over 46 and a half in Cincinnati Navy. Missed on Boise minus seven and a half versus BYU. And missed on Duke minus nine and a half versus Boston College. Like I said, six and four week brings your total to 45, 47, and one. Just one game back of 500, sir. Yes, sir. Boston College kind of let me down a little bit, but um, I felt like that was they the didn't only suck one I, enough. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that was the only one where I kind of just missed it. And it's whatever the over unders, you know. I I just kind of flip a coin on those, and and uh, both those didn't work out. So, but uh, I mean, the winning streak is nice, and I'm I'm climbing back into this. I, I think I've I've taken sole possession of the lead. That will probably change after this week, but at least uh, I had it for one week this year. 
Uh, you have sole possession. That is correct. Uh, I came in second with a 500 week of five and five. Hit on the over 61 in Oklahoma Baylor. Hit on Navy plus 19 and a half for Cincinnati. Hit on the under 50 and a half in Iowa State, West Virginia. That one got close in the end. Hit on Kansas plus one and a half for Oklahoma State. And hit on the under 40 and a half in Army Air Force. You always take the under when the. Uh, service academies meet missed on the over 69 and tcu texas tech missed on memphis plus three and a half versus ucf missed on houston plus three versus smu and the game we have mentioned missed on boise minus seven and a half byu that is the like that boise had been playing so well and completely crapped the bed and byu looked like they had been playing at the beginning of the season those are two teams who completely did not look like they had been the same team we had seen for the last like three four weeks that was just a wasn't it just wasn't even a mystery just Two different teams. Kansas State plus two and a half uh, against Texas missed on that. Five and five, as I said, brings my total to 42, 49, and two, which is fine, I guess. I would like a winning week. It's been a little bit. It's been a little while since I've had a winning week and a really good winning week. A lot of 500s this season. Uh, Daniel in third last week, three and seven. Oof, bud. Uh, hit on over 61 in Oklahoma Baylor hit on Navy plus 19 and a half in Cincinnati Navy hit on Virginia plus seven and a half first North Carolina misses were Texas Tech plus nine and a half first TCU under 58 and a half in UCF Memphis West Virginia plus seven versus Iowa State Oklahoma State minus one and a half first Kansas uh, obviously, we also did that pick before the line shifted dramatically. Uh, missed on Houston plus three versus SMU. Missed on the under 54 and a half in BYU Boise State. And missed on Kansas State plus two and a half versus Texas. Three and seven last week brings your total to 41, 49, and three on the season. Just a lot of bad losses there. Only two close losses. The Memphis under stung. Oh, that hurts so bad. I mean, jumped out to crazy pace and then it really slowed down. I thought we had it at the end, uh, but they you know, sort of a, a, a late touchdown was scored. And then K-State, man, God, that was the box score. They played so much better than that score indicated. They just, that second quarter got away from when it was over. But, hey, just, you know, best I could have done was five and five. A lot of bad reads. Houston, joke. Oklahoma State, that thing flipped. You know, Spencer Sanders, he was, you know, he was never going to play. So, there we go. I could just... Try to rebound and make it better. All right, we got a few weeks left to go. We're not nothing is decided as of yet, so uh, we're gonna make our picks here in just a minute. I'm Sam, and I co-host the Scott and Holm podcast, the Known Universe's first Houston Cougar sports podcast. Every week, even during the off season, my co-host Dustin and I come on and talk everything current as it relates to the Cougs, and every so often. We'll bring on UH luminaries like Carl Lewis, Kellen Sampson, and a number of other fantastic Cougar voices. And as proud members of the 1012 Network, we also find the time to talk about our future conference and future opponents in the Big 12 as well. If all of that sounds even a little bit interesting to you, we would love it if you subscribe to the Scott Holm Podcast on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you put podcasts in your ears. That's podcast spelled P-A-W-D cast because the two of us hosting the show are nothing if not big dork. So thank you and go Cougs. Brand new for the 2022 season. It's the RVK. We're coming at you two ways on two days. It's Monday and Thursday. Jeremy, JN, Fiend Phoenix, and me, 
Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. We are the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You get pop culture Monday at 7 a.m. You get the West Virginia University podcast Thursdays at 7 a.m. Either way, no matter what we say, you're going to have fun. So, like we like to tell you, get at your boys. All right. Boys ready to go? That's good. Let's do it. Let's hit it. All right, let's kick things off with the one weeknight game. Future Big 12 member Cincinnati hosting East Carolina. The Bearcats are a five-point favorite over under at 52 and a half. Chris, you are the winner from last week, so you are up first. What would you like, sir? This is tough. Cincinnati favored by five. ECU, I I, I, I took them earlier this season. They did well for me. Hmm. I, I don't like this line. It's a little tight. Cincinnati at, oh, man. They both do well against the spread. There's not a lot. I'm not finding a lot of value on this. Over under 52 and a half. Oof. Um, yeah, I, I think there might be more points in this one. I, I guess I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over. I'm going to start with an over. I missed my over, over, over-unders last week. I'm going to go and take another stab at this. I'm, I maybe do a win. I'm going to take a stab at the over here because I'm not liking either side of this all too well at the at the five. All right. Over 52 and a half. Um, I, I agree with you on the point that it doesn't feel like there's an, an obvious value here. Yeah. I mean, if it was seven, I'd, I'd take ECU. If it was three, I'd take Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I agree. I like Cincinnati in short, really short lines, and I, I don't like them in big lines. And at, at this, right, I, I kind of look at this and say, I believe that Cincinnati will win this game. I do. I like ECU. I think this is a, a solid ECU team at home. I think Cincinnati is probably going to win this. But, I mean, we, we've seen them with, with short lines that were like, yeah, we should be fine in this range. And. It, it blows up. I think back to the, the SMU game where we're like, yeah, this is going to be fine. And then, so I, I'm having a hard time here with, with a line this short. Um, I'm trying to look at kind of their record for total so far this year. Um, that. All right. So this is going to seem a little weird. But based off their track record, Cincinnati's and the totals we have seen this so, so far this year, um, hmm, yeah, that Navy under hit, but that's because it's Navy. That's not surprising. Uh, East Carolina. Let's take. I I love how I have to sit here and like look at things on the internet while I'm supposed to be making a pick. <laughs> I know. I I did such a good job preparing for a Tuesday recording. I usually do the word this on Tuesday. All right. I am. ECU is not a super high scoring team. No, no. You know what? I Chris, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna ride with you. Sounds well, good. I, I do want to make two. I just, I think, I think you're right here. Yeah. Looking at kind of the point totals that we've seen from from ECU against AAC competition at this point, um, seeing the point total where it's at at the 55, I think this the right side of it is isn't over. I think they should hit closer to 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 high 50s, if not 60, in this game. 
Yeah, I do want to clarify one thing. I said that both are performing well against the spread, and that's absolutely not true. Cincinnati is like two, six, and one. I misread that. Uh, so because initially I was like, I was leaning ECU. Why, why was I leaning ECU? And that and that's why. But coming off BYU game, I'm still more confident with the total. Problem is that they've been favored by a lot. Yeah. You know, and so they they've lost a lot when it's like 24, 29, 10, 16. And I'm like, okay. But I mean, heck, we had the SMU. They were they were three and a half point favorite and they only won by two. They found a way to screw that one up. So I just like Cincinnati is just a team that I don't I would not put real money on at all. I I'm and part of this is we're still trying to get used to these four incoming schools, and I just don't feel comfortable with them yet. Um, not that I've done a great job obviously this year with the Big 12 schools that I'm used to, <laughs> but I still don't feel comfortable with them. But all right with you, I'll take the over. I think it's still just a little low. Daniel. Uh, I got some real money down when I could grab a plus six. I'm still going to take it here. Uh, we got plus five, right? ECU, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm going to be on ECU here. Um, a lot of historical angles that I like. My raw number is a little bit closer to three. Uh, one thing I really like, Mike Houston does really well. That's ECU's head coach. He does really well as a road dog. Uh, he's 14 and five uh, against the spread uh, as a road dog there. The team are just prepared. Um, Cincinnati, as you said, not too well against the spread. 0-4-1 in their last five. I wasn't impressed with Cincinnati last week versus Navy. Like, there feels like there's no this, – this current Cincinnati team – and maybe this will curse me because they're going to listen to the pod and, right, I'm screwed now. But, like, <laughs> it just feels like they let everybody hang around. Everyone just kind of – like, you know, like you mentioned, was it that SMU game? It's like they just let them right back in. There's no, like, there's no put this team away. There's no let's, you know, let's go down and, and score that touchdown or two in the fourth quarter to really, you know, extend the lead, cover spreads. Like, the Cincinnati team doesn't have a lot of that. So that, they're poor uh, against the spread record. ECU, the head coach, has really prepares teams to do well. Uh, ECU. Is doing very well on offense this season. This just feels like a close game, maybe even a little upset alert. ECU plus five. You know, I'm actually going to change my pick. I, <laughs> I'm going to take ECU because that was my gut. And then I started thinking about that BYU, and I was like, back-to-back road, coming off a of BYU win, maybe a letdown, but I, I forgot there's been a bye week in between there. So I'm feeling a little bit better about that. I think ECU can get this win. Wow, you just cursed us, dude. Come on. Well, hey, we're, not, we're not against no – Time out. We're not against Philip here. Okay, okay. I'll accept that. He's he is correct. It's, Come join me. Out. Come join me while we cash this. Let's celebrate Actually, this the, win. Because you look at it. last week. You look at last week. I think I won uh, one of those. Or there was a split that won. No, because you missed you missed the uh, the over. When we when it when you'd say two on one. I don't know. I'm not doing that math right now. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Oklahoma eight point favorite on the road in Morgantown at. West Virginia. I'm sorry. Cincinnati is just a frustrating team to try and, and bet. It's it's like they're like a more irritating Iowa State from the standpoint of like, oh no, they're going to keep it close and 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 this game's going to get ugly and I, you'll win, but I'm not going to trust how much you'll win by. It could be three. It could be one. It could be less than you're supposed to. Okay. Uh, like I said, Oklahoma eight point favorite on the road at West Virginia in Morgantown and potentially Oklahoma's last trip out there before they leave for the SEC. Because again, four teams coming in. We're not sure if Oklahoma will travel to Morgantown in their last two seasons. So big, big game. Neil Brown, 
I'm still not sure he's going to get fired at the end of the season if he doesn't win another game. But, man, it's it's hard not to feel like that seat's not getting a little bit warm right now. He could definitely stand to knock off Oklahoma and get West Virginia's first win against the Sooners since they joined the Big 12. Like I said, OU, eight-point favorite, over-under at 66 and a half. Daniel, I see mostly 66 and a halfs. Um, I do see a 66. Can I have that? Um. Is that a real number? Yeah, it's bet online. That's real. Jazz is real. Yeah, 66 You can be used. Real books Great. have that hanging. Yeah. Perfect. Give me the over 66 in this game. I, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the over. That just feels right. Like, this is another one of those games where I've taken the I take the over on Oklahoma. Kind of like OU Baylor last week where it was almost there at halftime. Or Oklahoma, Kansas, where it was almost there at halftime. This feels like another one where it's going to almost be there at halftime because it's the only way that West Virginia is going to win this game is if it is a shootout a la the Baylor game a few weeks back, and they're able to come out on top. So just give me the over 66 in this one. This one should be a high-scoring affair. I absolutely expect it with how poor West Virginia's defense is, especially in the secondary, Oklahoma's defense. I think they have been playing, I was going to say better, but I'm not even sure that's a, a, a fair statement. Uh, this should be a high-scoring game. Uh, Daniel. You know, you sort of steal my thunder. We're going to tag team up on this one here. I'm coming with you on the over. Um, we talked about it last week uh, with Dylan. You know, Oklahoma's offense is just uh, – it's a good offense, right? Like, it, it performs well. West Virginia uh, has obviously shown us that, you know, they don't really have a defense that inspires, you know, any sort of fear or stopping anybody or, you know, getting a W. It's still crazy to even think they beat Baylor a couple weeks ago. But anyway, uh, so – Defense of West Virginia side sputtering. Oklahoma, no problem moving the ball. West Virginia, I think, is going to be able to find some success uh, moving the ball as well. Look, there's going to be good weather, light breeze. You know, it's like six, six or seven miles an hour wind, clear, clear skies. And you go look at the few times that West Virginia has been able to move the ball and put up points. Um, it's been against defenses that are comparable to Oklahoma you know, on in the box score. So believe it or not, TCU is one of them. Um, Baylor is another one close. I mean, we obviously saw it last week. So West Virginia is going to be able to move this ball. 66 is, uh, we're going to hit that. Both teams here in the 30s, cash it. Man, I'm I'm tempted to take the automatic dub. <laughs> it's there. The it's I mean, you, there, take it. I mean, you have, West Virginia is a bad team, but they, they play different at home. Uh, we saw that with the Baylor win, like you mentioned. Uh, the TCU game, they, they lost that by 10, and, and TCU is a considerably better team than they are. Uh, listen, I, I picked Baylor last week because I thought OU's uh, turnaround was a bit of a fraud. You know, they they faced uh, Kansas without their quarterback. Iowa, Iowa State, that's not anything special this year. So I thought, I thought OU was a little susceptible there. Um, I still believe that OU isn't that good but West Virginia is bad and, but it's at West Virginia. And this is tough. I, this is another line that I don't like it at eight. I wish it was like within one score. I'm still going to ride Oklahoma. I'm going to ride Oklahoma because I wouldn't actually put any money on this game, not real money, but I'll, I'll take Oklahoma for the sake of a pick. I mean, Oklahoma is fighting for their life to not finish in last place. Yeah. 
Let's put it that way. I mean, coming uh, off the loss helps. I, I hopefully a little rebound there. I mean, they I, they are, but I I I don't think I don't think Oklahoma is finishing last place in this conference. I I, I think no. if West Virginia we saw the, we saw the battle of the bottom last week between Iowa State and West Virginia. I, I uh, look if West Virginia somehow wins this week versus Oklahoma. I mean, is Oklahoma going to – they're going to lose out, right? Texas Tech will beat them. Oklahoma State will beat them. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, 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 no. Have you watched OSU the last <laughs> no, two no. weeks? I mean, maybe is, this is like – Does, OU have, does Oklahoma State yes. have an idle week to get healthy that I'm I not aware of? In, I was all in on Bedlam four or five weeks ago. Not, not so much now. Yeah, that's it's uh, going to be the most irrelevant bedlam in this is, probably a decade. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit rough. Um, I I mean you you can tell me they should win at Texas Tech or that Texas Tech should beat Oklahoma in in Lubbock. I but, I do think uh, that can happen. Well, here's a, here's the question: Who's playing quarterback for Texas Tech in that game? Well, depends. I mean, oh, you one good quarterback. Who will so. be healthy? I mean, I assume it's Shuck. Uh, how, how many turnovers do they? Have? Yeah, well, we've got a few weeks for with that. Okay, uh, you have Oklahoma minus eight. Very good. Uh, Daniel and I have the over. The other over that bet that I would take this week is however many, whatever number you want to set for how many things you're going to buy when you go to Homefield Apparel and see all the incredible stuff available there. The most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies. Joggers, in some case, I still can't believe that Baylor is the only Big 12 school that's gotten joggers. I don't think they're in stock right now, but that's okay. Look, the stuff is awesome. It's fantastic. It's incredibly comfortable. The core collection, maybe you just want, maybe you bought some home field gear. You bought a shirt from Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or Texas Tech or, I don't know, Tulane or Hawaii or Duke or Cincinnati just because. And you're like, man, these are comfortable. But I need a, I need a shirt that doesn't have anything on it because i got to go somewhere. I need a, a nicer T-shirt. You can just buy the core collection, which is literally home field tees. They're just blank. When I need to buy some. That's on my Christmas wish list. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Family members and wife who I know don't listen to this podcast. Well, my grandpa used to. Maybe he still does. We'll see. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code NETWORK12. N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2. I almost forgot how to spell that. Gets you 15% off your first order. I did mention it is almost Christmas. You are aware of that fact. You can give the gift of comfortable vintage college sports apparel that your family member or friend can wear out and have people go, dang, that's a cool shirt. Where did you get that? You can give them that gift this Christmas at Homefield Apparel. Promo code NETWORK12 gets you 15% off. And you or your friend or family can be rocking the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel this college football, bowl, and basketball season. All right. Speaking of Oklahoma State, the other team in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, a home dog this week, Iowa State. A one-point favorite on the road in Stillwater, over/under at forty-eight and a half. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like? Uh, first off, let's let everybody know, every listener know, I'm not touching this game in real life. Not one penny is going to go on this horrible matchup, horrible game. So, with that said, um, gosh, man. Iowa State. No breakdown. This is like such a miserable game. Oklahoma State, like you said, they're so 
it's like they have cluster injuries to a point of like, I don't even know. I don't know what's going to hit the field. I don't know. Uh, just just two weird weeks in a row with this team. I have absolutely no read on Oklahoma State. Um, Iowa State has, I mean, they're obviously having a terrible season as well, but I'm going to go with Matt Campbell in this situation right here. Give me Iowa State. Just an awful game. I know it's not what you want to hear, but. <laughs> Chris, what would you like to say? <laughs> Well, I'm not going to give a recap for a entirely different reason, but Iowa State. I mean, this season has just got away from Oklahoma State. Injuries, tough schedule, tough bye week play. Everything about it is just it's done. Iowa State. Uh oh, we're we're we might be brewing up a little Oklahoma State magic. I, here. There is no way Philip is going. I was Philip is going Oklahoma State here. There's absolutely zero way that's happening. So what? I I will I will give a little bit of of stuff for this one. Uh, so here here's the problem with this game. Here's how I'll set this up. Um, the trends would favor Oklahoma State. Uh, they have a school record home winning streak of 13 games dating back to November of 2020. Uh, under Gundy, OSU has been good in get right games. They've won seven of the last eight and 20 of their last 24 games following a loss. Trends would tell you coming home after a road loss like they had, that Oklahoma State should be the pick here. But here's the problem. This is not a normal Oklahoma State team. Forget the fact that the, the defense is not, it seems to be getting worse and the run defense is atrocious. Going into last Saturday, I'm going to talk about last Saturday's game. They went to that game without starting quarterback Spencer Sanders, starting wide receiver Jaden Bray, starting cornerback Blaine Green, starting wide receiver Braden Johnson, starting safety Thomas Harper, starting offensive lineman Hunter Woodard, and then your punter Tom Hutton and reserve defensive lineman Brendan Evers both out for the season. Meanwhile, Brock Martin, defensive lineman, Trace Ford, defensive end, Jason Taylor, safety, and Preston Wilson, offensive lineman, all got hurt last week in the game and had to miss some period of time. We not only don't know how who's going to be able to play in this game, we don't know how healthy the people who are going to be able to play are going to be in this game. OSU is beat the hell up. It is obviously affecting the play on the field. It is obviously affecting practice. And here's the other problem with the injuries. And I, I had some people respond because I pointed out the injury stuff on Twitter, and I think some people took it pretty well and some wanted to argue. You had what was already an inexperienced secondary inexperienced back seven on this defense because think about it this way for the last two years a lot of years your starters on defense had been starting since they were like freshmen and sophomores okay so you've had a lot of the same two deep for like two years in a row there weren't a lot of opportunities for guy number three to get on the field you weren't pulling malcolm rodriguez and devin harper off the field if you didn't have to you you were only going three deep at corner like you weren't playing deep into your reserves because you were playing close games, and so your starters were on the field a lot. So now you get into this year, and so your starters are first-time starters as they were the backups, and your reserves are guys who haven't seen the field. Well, they need to get better guys. They haven't had an opportunity to gain experience on the field, which they have to. Oh, by the way, you have a new defensive coordinator. The injuries that are piling up for Oklahoma State are not just bad because you have starters going down. You already had a ton of inexperience across this roster anyways, and the guys behind them have had no experience. So you're having to put guys out there who just, they haven't seen the field. They are as green as a tree that just sprouted out of the ground. 
it's hard to take trends for Oklahoma State, which you normally would when you have such an awful situation for them. Who knows who's starting at quarterback? It might be Spencer Sanders. I would probably lean toward Garrett Rangel. And, and don't give me a Rangel. I, he didn't play poorly. He played like a true or a red shirt. No. Yeah. True freshman on the road in his first start. And he lose Kansas. Don't come at me with your 2017 takes on Kansas and how good or bad they are. I, I, I don't like when we all agree because that always that doesn't ever tend to work out. There's a trend that I will follow. I think Iowa State probably wins this game. Uh, so it's probably the better side to take them. However, just for value's sake, Iowa State's defense is gnarly. It is tough. This is an Oklahoma State offense that scored zero points against Kansas State and 16 against Kansas, and that defense over under 48 and a half. I think Iowa State figured out their offense. I have no idea if that was really or if it was just because they put all those points up late against a bad West Virginia defense. That 48 and a half is low. Goodness. Goodness, it's low. But. I think I'm going to take the under. I think I'm going to take under 48 and a half in this game. Uh, this one might get ugly in, in all sorts of ways. Like, everyone, this is the best defense in the Big 12 as far as I'm concerned. It still is. OSU's offense is not good. The defense is a problem. I, I'm taking the under because I don't know if OSU will score a whole lot. And Iowa State doesn't going to have to score much. So I, I like it. I see this game as a lot like, Iowa State, West Virginia last week, the 31 to 14, which is, you know, 45 total. So I think it could be something similar to that. Philip, you 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 totally won that segment, man. Chris and I Thank just you. tapped out <laughs> on this awful matchup. And we just, bunted. Dude, yeah, he just ran with that. That was awesome. I I, I can't – I come prepared sometimes. Uh, you just never know when it's going to happen. We had to get uh, on base for the home run hitter. Thank <laughs> That's – hey. <laughs> Why do we want him? Because it gets on base. Uh, okay. Houston at home coming off a 14-point loss when they scored 60-something points. They are a 20-point favorite at home against awful, awful, awful Temple over under at 56 and a half. Uh, Chris, you are up first, sir. What would you like? Why well, am I always first on these games? All right. Yeah. Last thing. I don't like this at all. I don't. I'm in a position where I have to believe in Houston. I do not like to be in that position. <laughs> they scored 63 points and had no chance in that game. <laughs> like, uh, this is tough. Oh, I, I don't want to have to believe in Houston. At, at, at under three scores at home, I'm going to go. I'm going to ride with Houston. That, I mean, that's what I see. It. I, I don't know. I don't like the over-under because that's all Houston scoring. Temple's bad, although they did get the win against USF. Temple yeah. Temple looked like Alabama last weekend. It was <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to sway you in any direction. But, yeah, you know. you know, can they repeat that performance? I don't know on the road. I don't know. Give me Houston as long as it's under three scores. Yeah, twenty and a half. Yeah. Uh, is it just? 20? I thought I saw twenty. Oh yeah, there's a twenty. Yeah, there's I 20s. see twenties. Yeah, I yeah. see twenties, twenties and a half, night. 20. Okay, now hold up, Daniel. I see two nineteen and a half. So. Ah, no, those are no. They juiced. Okay, they're just twenties the line. I'm looking at this okay. across the board here. Yeah, perfect. Um, I'm just gonna go back to this year. 
I'm not going to go back any further. I'm just going to go back to this year. The two times that Houston has been favored by double digits against an inferior opponent, Rice in week four, they were favored by 17 and a half. Rice covered. They won by seven. That same South Florida team that we just talked about, the Temple just roasted over an open fire. Houston played South Florida at home in week nine, was favored by 17 and a half. They did not cover. I don't care how bad Temple is. They're not good. Houston should not be a 20-point favorite over anybody because they do not deserve to be. How many teams have they beaten by 20 this year? Let's go back and look. Um, is that not suspicious, Not UTSA, though? not Texas Tech, not Kansas, not Rice, not Tulane, not Memphis. Navy, they beat by 18. Not South Florida. That was dirty, too. That was a a late cover, too. That was a late cover. Oh, wait, no, Navy game. No, excuse me. I was thinking of of the total. Excuse me. Carry carry on. Carry on. It was a late cover. Yes, yes. Uh, Nah. Uh, Houston fans have moved on to Kelvin Sampson and the basketball program, who had a big, big win on opening night. Uh, Yeah, I'm 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 taking Temple. I don't care how bad they are to cover. Cover. I don't think Houston should be a 20 point favorite in any game. So, Daniel, I'm coming with you. Temple, 20 and a half. There's some halves out there. Houston. Was there a half? Ooh, yeah, I'll take a half with you, sir. Houston owned four against the spread at home this year. There you go. There's the number for you. Look, this comes down to. Okay, just give I mean, you know, it to me at this point. You're welcome. Temple. I don't know what happened last weekend. Uh, agreed, we're talking about a bad offense. Um, and admittedly, I don't know if they like changed up some personnel or something last week, or if someone's like, oh, yeah, you know, new guy, I call the plays. I got no idea. They just lit it up last weekend against South Florida. I think the total of the game was 49 and a half or 50 and a half. Temple alone scored 53 points, and they just kept pouring it on. They didn't stop. It was epic. So for me, it's not, it's just more of like, Obviously, I think Houston's going to be able to move the ball. Um, you know, Temple, UCF put up 70. But it, if you pull out that one outlier game, it's like, it's not like they have the worst defense in the world here. You know, Temple is some semblance of a D. It's like, is Houston really going to be able to stop them and take three possessions and go up by three touchdowns? It doesn't feel like it. Now, look, Houston's the ultimate team of – I. they've just been insane to bet on or try to take or back or over under. It's just all over the map, every single game. The Memphis game just adds to the craziness. I'm taking Temple, but it's like, does Houston win, you know, 58 to 10 for some reason? I don't know. I hate Houston this year. I hate Dana every year, but Houston this year just makes me pull my hair out. Temple – 20 and a half. Let's cash it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, our other future Big 12 team, UCF. This is this is a monster, massive, huge, cannot wait for this one. Uh, I love that uh, late kick. Josh Pate is headed down to, uh, to New Orleans for this one. I understand why game day is going to Austin again. I Look, it's a Big 12 game, so I'm excited that they're going to a Big 12 game. I kind of think they should have gotten to New Orleans too. UCF, 
on the road at Tulane. Green Wave, one of the best. I hope they wear the actual Green Wave helmet. They should. Uh, Two-point favorite over UCF. Total is 54 and a half. It is me. It is I. Hmm. We had Adam Eaton, uh, one of the hosts of the Sons of UCF podcast, our UCF podcast here in the 1012 Network on. And he talked quite a bit about you know UCF's defense has been solid. The offense has been very up and down. It kind of goes as John Rice Plumley goes. Will we see him? Will we see Mikey Keene uh, in this game? Not sure about the quarterback situation. I probably lean Tulane in this game at home. That defense has been very good all year for Tulane. I think that's the right side. I do. Um, and the line is short enough at two that you should probably feel pretty good about taking Tulane if you think Tulane is going to win this game. I mean, Tulane only the only game Tulane hasn't covered this year was their actual loss against Southern Miss. They have covered every other spread. Again. I mean, they haven't lost either, but I mean, they're covering. And, you know, it's good teams win, great teams cover. Now, the Lions haven't been huge, but they still continue to cover. You know what? I am. I'm just going to take Tulane minus two. I just, I think, I like UCF. Um, and I think that they're a, they're kind of getting better. I liked the offensive performance against Memphis, but UCF still is a team. And I feel this way with Houston and I feel this way with Cincinnati that I just don't, I have a hard time trusting in any spot. I don't know what I'm going to get from them. They're a little bit too Jekyll and Hyde. Tulane has consistently been good on defense. This isn't a fluke. They are winning because they are a good team. They are winning by double digits pretty much every week, especially the last four in a row. I will take Tulane to cover the two and get the win at home in New Orleans. Chris, or sorry, Daniel. I, I know this number has been bet up a little bit. I'm not going to have any real money on it because it's just moved a touch too much for me to get invested. But um, I do like the over in this situation. These are these are two well-performing offenses, and this is going to be a situation where UCF is going to have to Move the ball. I think Tulane is going to be able to score on UCF, and it's going to force UCF to push pace a little bit, go to the air, where I think they're going to be able to have some success against this Tulane team. Look, I know Tulane's defense is very good, so you know, take it in the context of that. But UCF, UCF is going to be forced to score here because Tulane is going to be able to score on UCF. It just feels like fist 54 55, that's just a touch too low. And this feels like both teams get into the mid or high 20s or we get like a 31-28 type situation, 30-27, something like that. The number's a touch too low. Books opened it crazy low, and it got hammered right away. But uh, this still feels like there's some room here to pick up a W. So give me that over. All right. Over 54 and a half. Chris? So that's, yeah, to me. Um, You know, initially I just, I want to take Tulane, but something keeps calling me UCF's way. I mean, at Tulane, it's weird because efficiency ratings really like UCF in this matchup. They give UCF the edge. And that's a little odd, you know, just kind of watching these two teams. I would, I would think, 
I also find it weird that it's at, at minus two. Um, at at two at home, I felt like Tulane would get more of an edge in this one than they're getting. I, I'm going to just take a flyer on this one. I mean, it's so heads up. Who knows? I'm going to take UCF just because we can all be a little bit different. And uh, I either get a little separation or you guys, you know, I come back to you guys. Okay. UCF plus two. A little, little gamesmanship on this pick, yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. All right, it is time for our 10-12 Big 12 game of the week presented by Prize Picks. Uh, a fast, fun, easy way uh, to play over unders college football and every other sport imaginative or imaginable. Imaginative. I've lost the word. Uh, including college basketball. They're available right now. Uh, our game of the week is Kansas State on the road at Baylor. Yep. Why this game? Why is this our game of the week? Because to me, this is an elimination game for the Big 12 title game in Arlington. Baylor wins out. They would be plav beaten Kansas State, TCU, and Texas. If they win out, they will be in Arlington. If Kansas State can win out and can have Texas lose to TCU this weekend, they could, despite the loss last week, find themselves in Arlington. So this is a big game. I think it's an elimination game for whichever team suffers the loss for, to get back to Arlington. So it is a big one to me. Baylor at home, two and a half point favorite over Kansas State. Over under in this game is 53. Let's see. Daniel, I believe you are up, sir. This is another tough one. Um, I did bet Kansas State at the plus three. Some real money there. Um, Kansas State has been a little bit of a frustrating team for betters because they have some great weeks. Um, and then they have some weeks where they don't cover. And, you know, like last week. The problem with them is the box score keeps looking so great. Even in their losses, they are performing well. This is a good defense. This is a team that can run the ball. And when you're making numbers on games and you keep coming back to it, it's like Kansas State keeps having value. So, you know, as a better in when you've got some real stakes down, that's always sort of the dance, right? It's like, yes, this team keeps performing well in the box score. And yes, there is value. But do you trust your process? Do you want to keep coming back and betting them, even though they're not making it happen on the field? Just a long winded way of saying this is tough. I like K-State. I think they have the edge in this game. I think they're going to win this game. <sighs> Baylor's the favorite here, two and a half points. It's pretty hard to imagine that Baylor is a favorite in this situation with how their defense has been performing. I know they're picking up wins, but it's like you just it's really hard to continue success week in and week out when your defense is sort of allowing teams the opportunities that it is. I'm going to go with K-State here on two and a half. I just think they win the game. All right, Chris? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going the other way. You know, I, I hinted this last week. I think Kansas State, they're, they're a good team. They're a solid team. But they're a bit of a fraud at this point. They have some impressive wins over number six, Oklahoma, over number nine, Oklahoma State. The problem is neither one of those teams are ranked today. They don't have a win over a currently ranked team. And every currently ranked team that they have played, they have lost to. Baylor is getting their feet under them. They they struggled earlier. 
but but they're putting together wins. They're looking better. They're getting their offense going. Uh, I like Baylor in this. Kansas is a solid team, but I just think they're overvalued. Uh, Kansas State, and I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take that value. All right. Baylor minus two and a half. Um, I think Kansas State is the right side here. I think that they are. Um, I think Baylor is playing better. I think they are rounding into form. I think the defense looks better. I think Shapin's playing better. And so while I think Kansas State's the right side here, I'm a little bit torn. Baylor at home. Uh, really fun thing. There's a big giant group of the fan base that's trying to get this to be a blackout. Baylor's, Baylor, the school, is like, nah, we're not going to do it. But there is a large contingent of the Baylor fan base who's trying to get fans to black out this game. I think that's kind of neat. Oklahoma State, Iowa State is an actual blackout because I wish she was promoting it. All of that said, I am not taking a side in this one. I think I think I like the over, the over 53. Like, Kansas State and unders have been pretty solid this year. Uh, overs have hit 7-2. For Baylor, yeah, no, I, State. I know they're five. Baylor's got five in a row, five overs in a row going right now. Yeah, the Baylor over a seven and two. Kansas State, I had it. Let me pull up my little site here. Let's see, Kansas State four and five uh, at fifty three. I do think Baylor's offense is playing well enough. Kansas State's gonna have to score in the upper 20s to stay ahead if they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think both teams score in the upper 20s in this one. If that is the case, I feel good about an over 53. And I think 53 is the best I can get. Yes, Daniel? See a 52 and a half anywhere? Uh, 53, yeah. 53. Right, 53. There's one. I'll yeah, take 53. the over. Cool. Okay. Feel good. Uh, like I said, prize picks. Sponsor here on the 10 podcast and the 10 12. Now, when I look, we're recording this on Tuesday, so they don't have all the college football over unders that will be available this week. So I don't have one for Kansas State and Baylor, but I do have one for another Big 12 game. That would be TCU and Max Duggan. Now, let me just address well, let's do this first. Uh, we're going to do passing and rushing yards for Max Duggan against Texas over under. 280 yards for Max Duggan. Uh, Should I just go ahead and put you guys down? (laughs) What's funny is that you just, you said that number and that sounds low to me. (laughs) I know I'm taking under every single week, but 280 uh, passing and rushing for Max. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the over. Chris? I mean, if they're going to win that game, it has to be over for him, but I'm going to go under. Okay. Chris has the under. I'm also on the over. Uh, just to make you guys aware, last week we did B. John Robinson over under 145 and a half rushing receiving yards. He went over. That was my win. You guys were wrong. I, the trend fell. I took the over last week because I was like, you know, it had been going well for so long. And then we all got an underdog. I started to wonder if it just if we had just been more of on a streak as opposed to that just being the right side every time. So I agree on the over here. I think that's too low. If we think TCU is going to win that game uh, in Austin, that's obviously going to be our last pick, our last Big 12 pick. We'll get that one coming up. Uh, you, does that sound good to you, listener? 
Over under 280 and a half passing and rushing yards for Max Duggan. Do you agree on the over or the under? You can make that pick for yourself at Prize Picks. Just download the app, use the promo code NETWORK12, N E T W O R K 1 2, and get a deposit match of 100% up to $100. That means if you deposit a dollar, they'll give you a dollar to play with. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100 to play with. And everything in between, they got plenty of options that will continue to add to as the week continues and gets closer to the weekend. Again, recording this on Tuesday, so there's only a few options available. Uh, we've done pretty well with this here on the show. We've done pretty well in the app. It's a lot of fun. They've got soccer, NBA, uh, NBA first half. They've got NFL, NHA, NHA, NHL. Goodness gracious sakes. I'll, Cricket, F1, PGA. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I was like, I don't NHA? Know. I got something new to bet. That's... What do we got? What's, what's cooking over there? <laughs> What do you got? Dana's like, is there a new, is there a new sport? Uh, Kabaddi. Have you ever bet Kabaddi? Kabaddi yeah. League? I have not. I wish I had. <laughs> hey, folks, if you've never watched Kabaddi, there's reasons to have ESPN+. Plus. Kabaddi, I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but it's incredible. And it's weirdly addictive. Anyways, uh, go download the Price Picks app. Use that promo code. Uh, make your deposit. And, uh, and have some fun. Have some fun. It's it's very enjoyable. It's kind of a neat thing to be like, okay, I think he's going to go off. I think he won't. Easy and fun little game to play. And they do pay out quickly. There's no waiting around for days or weeks or months for them. When you win, you get your payout quick, which is a nice, nice thing to have from an app like Prize Picks. All right, moving on. Texas Tech. Hoping to bounce back from their loss to TCU. They still need two more wins to get to a bowl game. They are a three and a half point favorite against the Kansas Jayhawks in Lubbock. Over under at 60. I see a few. I see 64 mostly across the board here. Yeah, Texas Tech still a three and a half point favorite. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, four, six. Chris, sir, friend, you're up first. Yeah, that's interesting. Are we going to see? I mean, who's going to quarterback for the Jayhawks? Uh, who's going to quarterback for Texas Tech? Well, this is true. This, this is true. Hmm. I mean, Kansas is a great story. They're coming off the big win over Oklahoma State, which isn't saying much. We know it's not saying much, but they got their sixth win. They're feeling good. That 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 pressure is kind of off their shoulders to get that win. Uh, they're Going to Texas Tech, who needs two more wins. They could use one here. I don't know where they get another one, but they could use this one. At home, three and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with the Red Raiders in this. It just feels like, listen, Kansas is the best story of the Big 12 this year, and it's amazing, but they're not. They, they're not. They're a good team. They're a good team. They're a fun team to believe in. They're a good story. But uh, I, I like Texas Tech to get the win. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do what you guys did a few games ago. Kansas is 7-1-1 one, and one against the spread this season. Streaming Kansas plus three and a half. That's true, yeah. Good pick. <laughs> That's it. Because I'm – I. I like the angle of like Kansas is in playing with house money. Texas Tech is in desperation mode, has to get the win. Yeah. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for Texas Tech. Jason Bean has played really, really well. Neither team's defense is awesome. Both offenses should be fun. Uh, the total is too high for me to want to go near. Kansas is 7-1-1 one, and one against the spread. I will take Kansas. Daniel. It's one of those games where when the line opened, you 
I just looked at it and it's like, oh, what? You know, Texas Tech, favorite by four. It's five right at the open, but that got that got eaten immediately. You know, so then they were hanging around around four. Today, a group hit it, took it to three and a half. But I, when I checked my numbers, I said, oh, you know, Kansas is going to be this close to a pick or maybe Kansas minus one. My numbers said Texas Tech minus four. I was really surprised to see that. Um, look, I got to make up ground on both of you. In real life, uh, I've got some money on Kansas. Uh, I've got a little bit um, of the four. I'll probably have a little three and a half. Uh, that's real life, Kansas. But here, I got to make up some ground. I got to stay away from the side. I got to let, I got to make up ground on both of you if I can right now. I like this over. Uh, I know the quarterback is a question mark for Texas Tech. I still feel like, uh, even if, that, if it's the that Tyler kid, like, right? I mean, he'll be able to move the ball. He's, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he knows what's going on here. Um, I, I don't feel like it's like some crazy drop off um, at all if he's if he's under center. So um, give me the over this. I mean, I'm not going to say it's low. It's you, know, you can't say 63 and a half or 64 is low, but Kansas is going to be able to move the ball. And I don't really think they're going to play defense. Texas Tech, I think they can move the ball. How is this not both teams in the 30s? Give it to me over. Uh, I think Circus still has a 63 and a half. Yeah, Circus got it. Looks like BetUS has got a 63 and a half. If if Circus says it's good to go, then it's good to go to me. Little little hint, too. Little hint. When you see a bunch of books at 64 and then Circus at 63 and a half, it actually, you gotta gotta stop and think, like, oh, is the over the right side? Right? It's like, why is is the sharp book a little lower? They know. Good question. They know. They know something. Uh, all right. I like it. All right. The big game in the Big 12 this week, game day is headed down to Austin for it. It's undefeated TCU. Texas coming off their beating of Kansas State last weekend. Folks, I know it's it's shocking. It is. Now people have strong opinions, but Texas is a seven-point favorite in Austin over TCU, over under. I see 65. I see 64 and a halfs. I am up. Oh man, oh man! Uh, every every metric, every number, everything that I've seen shows Texas favored. And look, we talked about this a lot on Monday about Texas. They did what they've done in the past many times under Sark. They got up big at halftime. They had a a, a nice half time, or second half lead. And they almost blew it. They didn't this time. They hung on. They got the win. Just his second win on the road. And now they're back home in a huge game. Game day coming to town. Tons of pressure. This feels to me like the kind of game. It's not Alabama. And I understand that. And it's not Oklahoma. And I know the kind of games that Texas gets up for. I know it's those marquee opponents. It's those blue bloods. It's those big names. And TCU is not that. God, never talk about TCU as anything like a a rivalry or a game that Texas fans players would care anything about. It's not a, it's not a blue blood. It's not of their ilk, but at home, a big game, an opportunity with Gary Patterson on your sideline to knock TCU from the undefeated and probably, probably 
just about clinch up an opportunity for Arlington. Now, they've still got to play Baylor. I know that. But if Texas can get this win, they've got to feel real good about getting to Arlington to probably face TCU again in the Big 12 title game. I'm saying these things understanding that Baylor and Kansas State still are vying for it. But it's a big game. Texas should be up for this game. TCU played with their food a lot this season. They've gotten down early. But there's the key. TCU gets down early and has big second halves. Texas likes to get up early and have bad second halves. I think the line's too big. Even if Texas wins, TCU will put up a fight. I am taking TCU plus seven. Even if Texas wins this game, another where they hang on in the second half, I just think seven points is too much for this one. That that was a roller coaster. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Did you enjoy that ride I just took you on? Yeah, I had no idea where you were going to end up. It's a mystery, a riddle, a puzzle, a quest. All right, Daniel. Um, Look, you mentioned... You know, maybe you guys are a little more plugged into Big 12 media. Um, I'm surprised how little the Gary Patterson connection is being talked about this week with this game. I mean, uh, dude, what a huge sort of ace up your sleeve for Texas. And, you know, I would imagine it's like, you know, doesn't Gary Patterson want to like totally – shut this team down and destroy TCU on this national stage, right? Like this feels like some crazy opportunity for Texas to totally stamp these guys out as a seven point favorite at home game day, all eyes on them. Gary Patterson's old team, 56, 57% of the tickets right now are on TCU and we still see that seven hanging around. Uh, I am going to take Texas minus seven in this situation. I'm not going to say it's, I'm not like, you know, flag in the ground or anything like that, but it's like a Texas, I'm not going to use the word blowout, but like 14, 17 point win. That doesn't feel crazy. If, if there was a ton of value on this line, look, I look at it right away. Trust me. I think T you should cover this look i'm just gonna say that you see the seven it's like oh that's free money well, if you think it this. take it uh, it's no uh, it doesn't work like that go with your gut if that seven is sitting there and it's still a seven and it's not a six and a half daniel don't do six, me like this it's texas don't texas. do me don't do me like this texas minus seven that's what that's what bro- dude uh, gary patterson are you kidding me we no, Look, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'll, I'll, like, I mean, I'll just go straight to my pick. You're absolutely right. Gary Patterson is going to do some very bad things to TCU. He's not going to get the credit for it, but he's going to do some very bad things to TCU. This game, I, I felt like, and you hinted on that, I was going to ask you where the money was because I suspected that that line is out there to bring in some TCU money um, with the kind of hype on them right now. They're number four. They're down a full touchdown. Like, why is that? You know, I, I, I agree. I think this is Texas all day. Uh, give me the Longhorns. And I'm just going to have to cross my fingers against the 2v1 jinx. Knock on wood. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> all right. 
Let's wrap up with our last pick, our non-Big 12 pick. We all pick one game that is not a Big 12 game. Uh, whatever you want from across the board. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like? There is a lot of value this week on the board I for, for a better. There's a lot of games I love. I'm going to have a lot of money down. i got to make up everything I lost on opening night of college basketball. It's hard because I've literally got five or six games I want to give away, but there is. You can hand out options if you want to me and Chris. We would appreciate it, I'm sure, this week. <laughs> hey, look, I like Rutgers. I like Vanderbilt. I like Missouri, Virginia Tech. These are all live dogs in awesome situations. I'm just throwing some out there for listeners, you know, do whatever you want. If I'm going I'm to have some real money down on all those. And there's more out there, too. But what? Okay, my actual, my official pick. I think the line is still there because we're above a key number. We're taking the under in James Madison versus Old Dominion. Um, look, this thing's at uh, – there's some 46 and a half. So there's some 46s, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's go 46 and a half. Full disclosure, I got 48 and 47 and a half. That's where my money is. But at 46 and a half, I still think this is a play. I still think it's a winning play. Uh we have slow pace on each side. We have two teams that are just allergic to big plays. We have uh, forecast says there's going to be some rain for the front part of the game. We have winds that are going to be 12 to 15 miles an hour. This is just a recipe for you know a, a 21-17, 24-16 type situation. This game's going under. Bank it. All right. Under it is. Chris. Yeah, just like uh Daniel, I saw tons of value out there this week. <laughs> no, no. I actually I felt like this week was kind of tough. I didn't see much. I had to go looking around and I found a game that we'll see. I don't love, but it's okay. Liberty, you know, they're coming off the BYU win, they're coming off the Arkansas win, and now they're traveling to UConn. Well, I think I they get the win. Um, this feels like maybe a little bit of a letdown spot for them. Maybe it's just a little uglier, a little closer than they'd like it to be. UConn is actually performing very well against the spread at eight and two. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ride with the Huskies to, to keep this game a little closer than it probably should be. Uh, if I remember correctly, because I was actually looking at that one, yeah, UConn is uh, it's four, plus 14 and a half, correct? Uh, yes, that's why I see it. Yep. Daniel yes, probably it knows a little bit more. But... No, you're right. I think that's a, yeah. I think that's a good sign. I think that's a good side. UConn might get to a bowl game. Like, just let's just all stop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got that added onto it. They're playing for that bowl eligibility. Their their, their season win total was, a, I think, it was two and a half, right? Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for them. Jim Mora, you know, Jim Mora doing a good job yeah. up there. Uh, better than anybody thought. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I have nothing. So let's. Uh, mm. This is where you just see a you know team what? of a no, name no. you don't like and All fade right. them. No, okay. All right. I, I, I know. I, lo- I love how Philip and I are like, oh, there's, there's so much value out there. Like, yeah, right. Uh, and, and you guys are going to win. You guys are going to win your really- big 12 pick, and I'm going to lose mine. It's like, it's like, oh, crap. Come on, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. I found it. And, and Daniel, I want to see – the best line I can get here. Do you see? I who is this? Let's see. Let's scroll up. Uh, da, 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 da. Pulling a little Tarleton State on me, or what? What are you looking for? West. 
Uh, do we trust Westgate? It's West, Westgate an appropriate book. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's legit. I mean, come on. If they're four points off market, we're not. No, 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 no. I, at, I'm looking at North Texas as a six and a half point dog at UAB. North Texas has been playing incredibly well, much better. UAB is just not the same team without Bill Clark. Uh, UAB, North Texas has been playing really well down the stretch, especially. Um, oh yeah, I listen. See mostly I, sixes. I got real money see, on this game. I, I love North okay. Texas in this spot this week. That's a great I bet. I see most, mostly sixes, but I see a six and a half at Westgate. Do I kind of have the six and nah, a half? You know what? Just because I want the good mojo on this game, take that six and a half, <laughs> Philip. Go ahead. Thank take you. You, what, you want Thank seven? You. I'll give you seven. <laughs> oh, six and right. a half. No, six and a half. All right. So, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to take North Texas. I, I just – North Texas had been playing well. And I think Seth Luttrell may have actually – like last year, this time, he was about to get fired. And now he is, he had completely turned things around last year. They've been playing much better this year. It seems like he's kind of figured some things out. Now that job may still open at the end of the year, but that's not because of the job he's doing. It's just because both sides might usually part. But North Texas is a job lots of people would like to have, and that's a job you should be able to win at. Anywho, that's doesn't really here or there. I will take North Texas plus six and a half on the road at UAB. I think they might actually pull that one out right. Boys, this was good. This was fun. It's very exciting. Daniel, I wanted you to put this in your ear for next week because something you've kind of said here and I've heard other betters talk about and it's always really intrigued me is the idea of of continuing to put money down on a game as the line continues to move one way or the other. I'm really interested in the thought process behind that. I'm going to it's going to be like our tease for next week cuz we need to wrap up here. So just just be just be thinking about that one for next week when we record cuz I'm Love I'm going to ask you about it. Uh so obviously you need to make sure you are subscribed to the show so you don't miss our our picks episodes on Thursdays. And of course, we recap the weekend that was every Monday. We will be back to do it then with Andy and Jamie. Follow us on Twitter at 1012network, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network. Don't forget homefieldapparel.com. Network 12 gets you 15% off your first purchase. Prize picks, Network 12, when you download the app, gets you a 100% uh, deposit match up to $100. He is Daniel Alexander, our pro picker. You can find him on Twitter at Danner B seven. Ask to be invited to the Slack chat. I know I'm really curious, Daniel, and, I, and ask, has anyone who's a listener of the show, uh, do you have, you have any, had anybody join the Slack chat who listens to the show at all? Oh yeah. We, we've gotten, uh, uh, every, every year we get a handful of guys. Uh, and there's actually, there's, there's three listeners, um, that are pretty active. I'd say, you know, they're, they're pretty active in the group. Uh, uh, one guy joined this year. He's, he's active almost daily. And again, we're just talking lines, talking games. What do we like? Bad beats, you know, venting, celebrating, just a, a community of betters, I would say of all, uh, uh, you know, all levels, right. There's beginners in there. There's uh, some guys, you know, who know what they're doing. And then there's guys that are making crazy models and, and, and posting all of their numbers for, MMA football. We've got a college football capper who's just on fire. He's had an awesome model for five or six years. He shares everything. So uh it's a great community. Yeah. You know what? I think we need to get some listeners who uh, who are in the Slack as a guest here on the pod. I think it's well, one. let's you know what 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 happens <laughs> in the Slack stays in the Slack channel. Let's Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Hey, you know what? For all you guys who listen to the Slack channel, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. If any of you listeners would like to join that Slack channel as well, hit up Daniel on Twitter, DanerB7 in the DMs. Uh, he is Chris Ross at Chris Ross Sports on Twitter. Doesn't tweet as much, but if you want to talk disc golf with him, go and do so. Chris knows all about it. Got some cool gear for you. 
I am Philip Slavin. I don't give out my own Twitter account. You can find it if you want. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the weekend that was and look ahead to the weekend that will be. We will talk to you guys again then. Podcast Network.